hello, and welcome back to this podcast. Thank you for checking in and listening in. So, no secret that this podcast was born from the pandemic during lockdown, and it was my honest way of trying to connect with the people that I know and giving me a reason to be more active also to reflect upon my own life and get down my own things. You know, work through my own anxiety and depression and spin it into something positive and be able to share some pretty interesting stories that I've been a part of. And here we are at the tail end of this thing, and we have another crisis. And it seems like the older I get, the more aware I am of what's going on out in the world. You know, obviously something that as a child you don't really know, but I feel maybe nowadays with the way technology is that it's becoming much more known what's happening out there because the news cycles happen so quickly. And I'm not trying to make this into anything political whatsoever, just simply saying that I am much more aware of what where we are in life now. And... It's such a shit thing to know that here we are into another crisis where Russia is invading Ukraine. Obviously not something that has happened overnight, but has been happening over the past couple years and is now coming to this conclusion. And where it will take us, I don't know. Hopefully not a world war and something like this can be resolved. But in the meantime, support for the Ukraine people and for that country is obviously something we should all do. And, you know, in whatever small increments we can do it, we should do it. And I've taken the time to look into a restaurant out here that has been one of those restaurants that is supporting Ukraine with their sales. And its name is Kachka. It's a very, very wonderful restaurant. It's so beautiful inside, and the food is amazing. And I just wanted to, you know, just reflect on, on why... That restaurant is so good. To be perfectly honest, I've only been there twice now. Once, some time ago, before a Mark Marin show, and recently, just a few days ago, I went back there to try their food out again, and yeah, it's fucking amazing. Yes, it can be labeled as Russian food, and yes, it comes from a time when Russian food uh, was like in its infancy and just growing and becoming better. The story of Kachka is very awesome. I encourage you to go look into it. I'm not going to give the whole story away here because I feel like I don't need to. But my experiences there were nothing but, like, amazing. The food that they have there is Soviet Union-era food. So it encompasses everything in that area, from Russia to Georgia to Belarus to Ukraine to Armenia and Azerbaijan, all of that is included in their food. The atmosphere is amazing. The food is really good. It's a lively atmosphere. It's a fairly small restaurant, but still very, very good. The drinks are are worth tre- checking out. Uh, if you're a vodka drinker, there's just so many types of different infusions that they have that are that take your breath away sometimes on how good they are, and also just the different flavors and flavor profiles that you get. So, with my recent experience there, it made me 
want to try out a little bit more, but with no guidance, obviously. So I ended up buying their cookbook, which is also by the same name of Kachka. Bonnie Morales is the chef there and owner of that restaurant. And she went on local news to explain that there was going to be some of the proceeds of their cocktail drinks that are going to go out to Ukraine to support them. So went there, had an amazing food at the bar. Reservations already booked until like got there like at four o'clock and when they opened and they were totally booked till eight o'clock. So it's still either way, sit at the bar, enjoyed myself. The atmosphere in there, like I said, is amazing. There's really great, you know, colors all around and it feels like you're in um, a different time altogether. And a really, really nice portion of the restaurant upstairs is a small little, like, uh, grocery store where you can pick up, you know, Georgia cheese and, you know, farmstead cheese, different types of vodkas and pickled things and uh, fish of all types, frozen dumplings, just a very, very nice store and a very, very beautiful restaurant. And while reading this book and getting familiar with the recipes, it just blew my mind how much I didn't know about their cuisine and how important of a role it has played in future cuisine. And it's very nice to see that the chef that is there, the chef owner, had taken a different approach to making the food. At first she was really against it, and then she really quickly learned that, you know, you can't run away from your heritage and you can't you can't not know what you did what was before you. So with taking a French cuisine take on Soviet Union era food, she created this restaurant and it's just dynamite. If you're ever up in the Portland, Oregon area, I highly encourage you to check it out. It's a really good spot to eat at. So how it connects to me is it came up in conversation between me and my girlfriend about um, how cuisine is taken by others and how we develop it ourselves, you know, as a profession being in the culinary industry. I am of Hispanic Latino descent. Parents are from Baja California, from Tijuana. I can obviously speak Spanish a little bit and... I grew up eating a lot of this food and, you know, tacos, chilaquiles, enchiladas, burritos, carnesada, all that stuff is very common to me. So when it comes up on a menu to make for others or professionally, (laughs) I kind of now start to feel this weird, I don't know, it's a strangeness of knowing that it's not it's not going to be what i know it to be and it has actually stopped me from making that food on my menus not that i can't do it but also it becomes personal when i cook that food for others it means something to me it means my family it means my heritage, and it means my upbringing is on the line. And if somebody doesn't like it or gets criticized, I feel like it it hits me a certain way. And I shouldn't really back away from it. If anything, I should try to refine it and make it better. But 
there's just something so precious about that to me that I don't ever want to challenge it or have others challenge it. And maybe one day I'll get over that, but for right now, when I hear others talk about making salsa or their own opinion on how Spanish or Mexican food should be made or put together, I kind of disappear (laughs) from that conversation. Because always to me, when I am making somebody else's culture, when I'm making food from a different culture or different heritage, I do it with the utmost respect and try to be try to do everything as respectfully as possible. I know that I'm not Japanese and or of any other culture in Asia, but I do enjoy cooking in that style. I do like doing the research and reading into what makes that food so good and where I can find myself in it. It's an interesting journey to take. So now reading through this cookbook of Soviet Union era food, I'm finding, you know, not necessarily things that are similar, but just feeling emotion and feeling a part of it, you know? Like, obviously I'm doing doing it respectfully. I'm taking into consideration what the produce was that, you know, what they recommend is best to to make that food. And it takes me on this journey now of how do I present this food to somebody without damaging any historical, cultural content to it. And it's a tough one because I can't even do that for my own heritage or the food that I do. So... It's an interesting dilemma to be in, and I don't know how many others feel like that out there, but just know that you're not alone if that's how you feel when you're making food from a different culture, that just do it with the most respect you possibly can towards it, and don't take it for granted, that it's not your heritage, but you're giving it a try, and you're going to do your best, so don't butcher it, and don't just slap it together and think that, oh yeah, that's Mexican, you know, like, oh, if you just put, you know, just put this in it, and it's going to make it Mexican. It's like, eh, it doesn't work like that. You just don't put soy sauce on something and then say that it's Asian. Like, it doesn't really work that way. There are so many different degrees of soy sauce out there, and there's so many different types of flavorings and styles out there that I feel like you kind of have to take your time with it and really understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And obviously, it's to please the guests. The ultimate reason to cook food professionally is to please guests and yourself. For myself, it's satisfying to make food that is good and make food that is not necessarily authentic because I'll never make authentic food. I could could barely even now make authentic Mexican food, so in what degree will I be able to make authentic Japanese food or authentic Korean food? They are things that I have grown around from being in Los Angeles, so... To me, it's not foreign to think that, you know, Korean food can't be made in the States. You obviously can make it. It's being done right now, all over. But how to be of Mexican descent and make Korean-style food or make, 
you know, Soviet Union, Russian, Ukraine, Armenian, whatever it may be, and do it with respect and do it with integrity. That is like the real challenge. And I encourage anybody out there in the field to hopefully feel the same way that I do about it and not just throw things down and call it something, you know, Mexican this, Mexican rice. Like that shit pisses me off and I don't know why. Like you don't understand that like there are ways of doing it right and there's ways of doing it wrong. And you know, though there are many people that may not know what is good as far as, you know, Mexican food goes, people have an idea and people that have eaten Mexican food before will know. Like, oh, okay. I know that this person really didn't know what they were doing, and whatever, I'll eat it. It's here. I paid for it already. <laughs> and it's it's such a bummer to me. Like, a missed opportunity to try to make something really good. And, yeah. So, while I'm here and on this short journey through this cookbook of Kachka, um, yeah, and just trying my best to make sure that I'm I do the right things and I I try the food correctly. Obviously, I'm not I'm I cook professionally, but I'm not that good when it comes to making like bread things or putting together certain dishes, but every time I cook at home, it's that you know, excitement of trying something new and learning a different technique and really taking these you know, cookbooks to heart as far as, you know, the the notes in between. Like, but that's, that's one thing, that if you ever read, like, an Anthony Bourdain cookbook, like his old cookbook, he has so much character in it because he not only just gives you the recipe, but he also gives you why things are and little side notes and, you know, time and place kind of stuff. Like, this is what I did when I did this, and this is what makes this good. Through trial and error, I made this work out, and this is what it should be. I mean, the guy knows French cuisine. He knew French cuisine very, very well. He had studied out there. He has eaten a lot. And obviously, you know, in his younger days, he just put out what he thought he could do respectfully. You know, we're, most of us that are, go to culinary school are taught everything to be French. You know, French technique. And it is a very, very good base to learn. But there's so much more out there that creates this new base. And... You know, looking at what Rene Rizepi going out to Mexico and, and opening up that pop-up, like, that's a whole new level of food and a whole new respect that you learn. And, you know, you take these techniques back with you to your homelands or to your home restaurants, and you just do sometimes. And that's kind of what I'm doing. I'd like to learn other cuisine, take those techniques, and apply them to what I already do. But... At the same time, I have yet to conquer my own culture, and I hope to one day really understand, you know, maybe through conversation with my parents, and, you know, so many missed opportunities already, my grandparents have already passed, and what I have left is literally just my parents and my uncles and aunts to, like, help guide me along the way, as far as, like, what they grew up eating, so... Still, a journey ahead of me, and time is ticking every day to try and make that effort to learn. And I encourage so many of you out there to do the same. Quite clear that sometimes I just rant about things to rant about them, but this particular episode, I don't really know what 
the central theme of it is other than just heritage. And I think that's going to be something moving forward that really needs to be defined in my life and others. Uh, my girlfriend and I have had several conversations about this and have been wanting to get together and do an episode uh, around it because, like me, she is also in that that realm of like wanting to know more and discover more about her heritage and culture and have something that's defined because where we grew up and who we grew up with, um, it's not like the most defined thing. So as we get older, understanding and, you know, just taking that trip down memory lane opens up a lot of doors to understanding our culture and our heritage and trying to do right by them and, you know, just honor the past in a way. So with that, I will leave it there. Kind of a short one, but kind of an important one to me as far as wanting to just say that you will see pictures of my of the cookbook Kachka on the website, a culinaryobservation.com. Um, pictures of the food that I've made so far from the book will be posted up, and I just want you to know that, yes, I fully support Ukraine in all of this. And even though the book says a Russian cookbook on it, it's not because I'm trying to support Russia, but, I mean, how could you not at least want to support the people there, the ones that are fighting against this and are protesting the war? They are humans like any other. They just want to survive. They just want to live. And they're all at the whim of a dictator that just wants more. And... You know, I encourage you to do your due diligence and look further into why things are happening now, why it is becoming a bigger thing. And just like any other crisis that we've had in this country or around the world, there is a bigger story to it all. And right now, it's Ukraine. You know, there are so many other crises that have happened during lockdown, that have happened before lockdown of the pandemic that kind of not necessarily got swept under the rug, but they seem like such normal crises that we have in our world that they, we get numb to them in a way like all the hundreds and thousands of people that were trying to immigrate over the border to come from the South into the States. I mean, not necessarily ignored, it was given attention to, but because we had a president that would just fucking say stupid rubbish every day, found a way to, like, this is the next thing to think about. This is the next thing. It was always, like, washed over. And it was very unfair. And, you know, even looking further to the long-ass war that we had in the Middle East, same with Azerbaijan taking over, you know, a little bit more space in Armenia... There are so many crises happening out there at one time. It's kind of hard to keep up. But I do encourage you to do your due diligence and look into it and see what's going on. And who knows, from it you may gain some knowledge as to why things are happening and also maybe find out something that you didn't know before. With that, thank you very much for checking out this podcast and thank you for checking out this episode. 
and please tune in to culinaryobservation.com. Now that it's like a real, real website that I control fully, I can do cool things like add videos and add photos of food and just everything that I get to live around, I hope to share with you. So that way it hopefully will encourage you to step out of your own self and observe the world a little bit more and with, you know, a little bit more compassion too. In the end, we're all just humans just trying to get along. So please do that. So take care of yourself. Be well. Be well.